UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And today we're going to talk about the hoopla surrounding Michigan's brand new recruiting class and the signing of the Stars event. Well, Andy, what did you think about that? Well, I was impressed with both. I was impressed with the uh, class. I got with Sean Gary, and I think that he's got the physique and so forth to be a starter. Soon, rather sooner rather than later. And I was amazed at the capability of Harbaugh to the reach of his friends. Tom Brady, a race car driver, comedian, Lou Holtz, a spectacular array of people there, and an spectacularly nice performance with some awkward moments, but they pulled it off, and I think they had the perfect venue. What do you think? Well, I was there, and I have to tell you that it was really an impressive event. Um, I'm not one who normally gets caught up in the hoopla of recruiting. Um, you know, generally, uh, it, it's I think it's I think it's overblown, overhyped. Um, I really. I really prefer to see the players uh, once they got on campus and see what they can do. But if you are going to have an event that's going to attract national attention, I really think that that Harbaugh and Michigan has has set the bar quite high. You know, walking into the event, Andy, you're familiar with the area around Hill Auditorium. Parking Absolutely. was parking was swamped for for miles. And I'm not exaggerating. I had to park all the way down by the the city hall underground parking garage, um, and and it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. It was a great walk in, but I noticed people streaming from all from all around toward Hill Auditorium, and it was interesting because more than a, more than one person asked, you know, was asking what was going on. I mean that because there were so many people streaming in on a weekday that I think that if, if you're not paying attention to football and signing day, you'd wonder what was going on. There were people scalping tickets out front. Um, the the venue was was packed, and it would definitely was something that they'd been working on. This was not something that just came together. Um, and, and I will tell you, as I was watching it, all I could think of is. The conniption the NCAA and other schools must be having watching this, because it really is is an amazing advantage for Michigan. You know, they go on and on about how important it is to get to get players to sign early and to, to get on campus early, and the players who had signed early were were eligible and, and came to the event and participated. And this was like nothing else that I've ever seen. It's really hard to imagine how uh, you know a, a high school senior going you know college freshman to be could not have been mightily impressed by Derek Jeter, Tom Brady, and the host of celebrities and, and, and luminaries who participated in the event. Well, some of them had a flair for it too. Rick Flair was outstanding. You know, old wrestler there that uh, gave a pep talk to a 49ers team for Harbaugh. 
turned out to be uh, very good. And uh, he, he lent a lot to it. I didn't understand his presence. I didn't understand the presence of Lou Holtz, and he lent a lot to it. I think people better be careful, though, because Hudson Harbaugh, like I said, start, it demonstrated his range of acquaintances and people that seemed to trust him. And he got that together, and it was just spectacular. And the fact that they had two for it when they, when they wanted to uh, uh, talk about walk-ons, they had two walk-ons there to talk, talk about it. Uh, they had two guys, Denied Robinson and uh, uh, Rudolph, the quarterbacks that uh, came from Iowa. They had both of them talking about Florida. So obviously he wants to make a big dent in Florida, and this is a little off your subject, but it's still related. That that IMG Academy is going to host a spring practice week in Florida while the kids are off school for a week. They get to fly to Florida and uh, have four days of practice and have uh, some other things that he was talking about and some, some time at the beach and, uh, in other words, have a of uh, a heavy work schedule, but still a relaxing schedule in another venue. Another one of the Houdini tricks. There's a little Houdini who keeps pulling these tricks out of the bag. A little Magic, a little Barnum, a little Bailey, and uh, he does things that I can't believe succeed. Well, he definitely pushes the edge of the rules. And the good news is that he he hasn't gone over them yet. Um, I can definitely imagine the NCAA coming down on these events at some point. Um, but until then, it was definitely a you know it, the the place was packed. And you know, Andy, I, I'm sure when you you know when you think back to when you were a student or when you've been you know to events at Hill. You will go to events at Hill, and and they're not all the place isn't always full, and the crowds definitely aren't as boisterous as the crowd was uh, for this event. But it was packed, and you know they raised a lot of money for the Chad Tuff um, charity, and 110 million dollars, 110 million, 110,000. 110,000 is what I missed. Yeah, and I think that's real convenient that that works out to be just about the attendance of the big house, which which I thought was convenient. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the thing about it is, you know, there were some questions. I mean, really, you know, I'm not a big wrestling fan, and I didn't really get why Ric Flair was there. It's really nice that he had the story that he had centered, that he had signed a, an LOI back in 1968. Um, but I, I think. The event really encapsulated what we're going to see with Jim Harbaugh. Um, I didn't agree with with the entire program. It's not exactly what I would have would have done. And again, I don't think I would have had I don't think I would have had Lou Holtz there. You know, he, he makes my skin crawl, um, and I, I don't think I would have had the wrestler there. But what you're seeing is exactly what you're going to get with Harbaugh. It's going to be over the top. It's going to be what he wants, and I think we just have to go along for the ride, take the good with the with the things that we're going to scratch our head about, and just 
just enjoy that we're seeing things that are going to be really unique and groundbreaking in college football. Hopefully they can replicate that those kind of innovations on the field. You know, that's the question. And that's what we'll be yeah. sitting back to see. I wasn't uh, wasn't happy when I heard about this thing. I thought it was the wrong thing to do. But I watched the thing from start to finish twice on a pretty good uh, uh, broadcast, telecast there. Nice streaming of it. That was professionally done. There was nothing to be ashamed of in there. They had some awkward moments, but they worked through most of them, and it was pretty smooth and went pretty well. But I don't think a lot of other schools can emulate that. I think a lot of that goes because of Harbaugh's personality. He had a, a few good lines to it when Brady said he didn't like the Michigan winters. Uh, Harbaugh referred to global warming and said, hey, there's global warming now. A lot nicer up here than it used to be. You know, kind of and got a big laugh from the crowd. Delivered it better than I did. I said, uh, uh, you know, Andy, I, I, can. I yeah. think there's there's one thing that I would say that that I've observed. Harbaugh's about my age. You know, he's a little bit older, and it's amazing when you're. When you talk to him, like I had the the you know I was able to, to see his press conference and um, up close afterwards, and his demeanor on the stage and his demeanor in the press conference, he's really hitting his stride. He is having the time of his life, and it's it's interesting to see a guy that age that happy and that enthusiastic, and. It, it's it's really it, it, it's it's I don't want to say well I guess it's kind of odd to see, but again he he is completely locked in he is in command, you know we talked about you know his his opening press conferences the first couple months he was here, it was like he was playing defense, he he went it's out of amazing. his he went out of his way to not say anything. And it kind of got annoying at a certain point, and, and you knew at some point that he was going to hit his stride and open up and be a little more open. And I think he's hit that point. Um, this event was exactly what he wanted. He was pleased. He got the recruits he wanted, and it really showed the enthusiasm. Um, you know, again, you, you, you know, how could how could a high school kid not be impressed by Tom Brady introducing his his commitment? Or Derek Jeter, or any number of the other players that they had, or the other luminaries that they had. Denard Robinson, even. They all remember him. Because he's recent. So, all in all, it couldn't be better. And now, now, whether or not they got the class that they need to do all the things they want to do won't be proven, like you say, always, for another four years. But it seems like they sure have a head start on it because they have recruited one thing that they haven't had. Now they're going to have a greater element of speed in almost all positions, especially a linebacker that was slow last year. They're going to have people that can, uh, when they got five defensive backs in there, that can go ahead and stop the spread and make the tackles in space. 
I think they're going to be awesome on defense. I think they're going to be improved on offense. Of course, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. But they've got some speed. They've got some talent. It's the fellas that I've watched a lot of tape on that are playing defense are putting people on their back. They're knocking them to the ground. They're throwing them to the ground. They're slapping them to the ground. They're hitting them going full speed. It's going to be a different regime as just these kinds of players multiply at the University of Michigan. They're not there yet. they got a long ways to go. They're not on par with Alabama yet or even Ohio State yet, talent-wise. But they have made with this recruiting class one hell of a stride forward in my opinion we'll see what they can do I think it's going to be good and I think that you and I are going to know all the other fans dedicated fans are going to love it well okay and here's the flip side I think the event was awesome I think it was great historically speaking we know that for half of those players, yesterday was the highlight of their career. And and that's the thing that I struggle with. And it's one of the big reasons I have, I, I, I cringe at the hype around recruiting. Is that, and you know, and I, of all things, I have to give Desmond Howard credit. He was interviewed after the event and they were asking him his opinion of various recruits. You know, and he, he, he echoed exactly my thoughts. He's like, listen, I want to see what they do on the field. He goes, high school stats don't matter, high school videos highlights don't matter. You know, and, and you know, the point I always make is there are so many things that these guys need to navigate. Um, and and I think, you know, one of the things I really liked that Harbaugh mentioned is that okay, first of all, they highlighted the recruits who were really good academically. I really like that. Um, but he also said, listen, he goes, this is a celebration for these families because, you know, this is, this is $100,000, you know, prize. This is $100, you know, this is, your college is paid for. And that's a huge burden off of, of pretty much any family. And, you know, I know as my daughter is going through her college selection, it's a really big deal. And, and and I, I I really it really struck true when when Harbaugh was talking about it. He goes, listen, this is a celebration, and again, it, like I said, half these players, you know, are are will not make a major impact on the field, and and the and the reality is we don't know which ones. I mean that that's the amazing thing about recruiting for me, is that, you know, you can spin the wheel, and historically speaking, two to three of these players may eventually go on to have pro careers. Um, and, and that's being generous. Okay, um, Half of these players will will either you know, uh, play on special teams or um, disappear or transfer or be buried in the depth chart. And you know what? That's, nothing, that, that's not to say that they did anything wrong. It's the reality of the game. It's the reality of how competitive it is. And, you know, there are players who won't be able to cut it academically. There are players who won't be able to handle, you know, being away from their families. There are players who will make bad mistakes. So, I... And, and there will be players that were never recruited finally, like the Glasgow's, that will end up starting and contributing heavily to the program. And, and you know, you... 
And Andy, you made the point. He, Harbaugh made a big point of highlighting the walk, the preferred walk-ons. You know, and there's a reason yeah. you have those walk-ons. I mean, you have, you know, a player like Jordan Kovacs, who was a walk-on, who ended up being one of Michigan's top defensive players his last several years here. So, so the thing is, there's a grit that they bring, and I mean, really, you know, I always say, listen, we watch games because we want Michigan to win, but you watch games because they might lose. And I, I think recruiting is the same thing. Um, not that I would ever, I mean, I never root against a player. You know, I, I want all these guys to do great, but the main thing I want them to do is to graduate and, and not get hurt, okay? And if they can do that and if they can play football, that's great. But we know that the odds are that, that you know, it's, it's very difficult to pick out the stars. I mean, and I think back to, you know, Jabril Peppers. You know, remember how highly touted he was, and he hardly played his first year. You know, he was dinged up. And, and now, now I would say in his second year, he definitely lived up to his billing. But again, uh, it, it, you don't know when it's going to happen. And you know, the interesting thing about Rashawn Gary, he's at a position that generally, usually, players need a year or two to, to really find their way. Now, maybe he's a, he's an amazing talent, an amazing specimen who will you know make an impact right away. But you and I both know. Again, we, we, you know, now the hard work begins. And part part, part of the reason that, that he'll make a contribution as a freshman, I believe, is because that they need people that can get to uh, the, the the offensive quarterback, and they haven't had very much of a rush. And they now have a coach, Mr. Brown, who is an absolute expert in this. So. Gary seems to fit in to their scheme of things defensively as well as you could, and he's got the body to do it. So I think, and I think that you don't want to underestimate coaching because I think that these guys, this group that the coaches that they got now, can bring them along as well as anybody in the country. They did a tremendous job with Rudark. He came in and he, he didn't know the system here. He didn't have spring practice. He he just walked in off the street. And it must have been a long walk from Iowa, huh? But anyway, he he yeah yeah, but he, a, but a very worthwhile walk to get out of Iowa. So <laughs> you better believe it. So they they do well. They're going to develop the players that are there. All of them are going to succeed. But there's a central tendency with this coaching staff that you're going to have more success than you would have had with the Rodriguez group or the Hulk group or those people in our recent past. These guys know what they're doing. They know how to pick them. Oh, the other thing that we haven't touched on, there are no gray shirts. And it was nice that he had all the early entries there. All the guys that came in early that sacrificed enough in high school to get through school and get ready and get enrolled in the University of Michigan, and they're there already, were at the thing, and they, they you know, they, they were treated, specially treated there. I like that. There are going to be no gray shirts. 
because that group that sat in there are going to be charged to last year's class when they had 14 players. Yep, they're going to backdate the, the scholarships to make it work. backdate that, right. And, and their four-year string starts now. So that doesn't hurt anybody. Now they're going to have to, I think, get rid of a couple of a couple of scholarships, perhaps that they have, and I don't like that business at all. We'll see how they handle all this. Harbaugh admitted he made a mistake, Swenson, that he could have done it better. He said he's not apologizing. He'd like him not to apologize, but he admits he made a mistake, and that they can do better. And I think they probably will. Yeah, and I think that was the you know going to his demeanor to the, to, uh, to the difference in his demeanor in the press conferences is he didn't duck any questions and you know there there have been times where he'd be asked a pretty direct question and he would just completely duck it which is which is his prerogative but what surprised me in the in the the post event press conferences they asked him questions like that and he answered them pretty directly he said yeah you know we will do things differently I take responsibility um so I like that. Again, he seemed very engaged. He seemed to be very much in his element. And um, now, you know, now they can start preparing for spring practice. And we will see what we will see. Um, but he he definitely definitely was very pleased with the event. Um, and, and you know, I think most people were pretty impressed with the event. You know, I've heard various people cringing at. at at some of the elements, and you know what? This is this is going to be what you get. You know, you're going to get you're going to get over the top. You're going to get bigger than life. And I think we're just all hoping that we see, you know, uh, outsized achievement on the field to match the uh, pop and circumstance off. Yeah, you got you got to you got to win in order to sustain anything. Uh, all coaches do. But uh, I'm telling you, I have great faith in him. I think the man is, is doing a good job. And I didn't like the celebrity aspect in calling these guys stars before they are stars. You know, uh, I thought all that was wrong. I didn't like it. But I kind of got converted. I watched that and I thought, man, these people are doing a hell of a job. And in that program, they did. And the kids loved it. They absolutely loved it. You could tell. You know, how would you like to sit between Tom Brady and uh, the rest of those guys? So, uh, it's, it's quite an event, and they pull it off. I don't know if they can pull it off again. That's right. This year, it worked, and this may be his most important class in recruiting because for the first time he's establishing what he can do as a recruiter he's developed a name and is he ever trying to make an impression in the areas where he knows the talent is he did pretty good in New Jersey he tapped that pretty well and he's really working on Florida and when there are more good players in Ohio that went this year the quality that's usually in Ohio but when that comes back he'll be down there too so he's not going to miss a trick 
He understands the game. He understands his needs. And apparently he understands the psychology of these kids because he's drawn them to him, to his program. So, Harbaugh is earning his $7 million, isn't he? Definitely is. Well, I think that does it for this edition of the UMGoldBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.